Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Hello and welcome to Asia Tech Podcast. My name is Graham Brown. Today we are joined by C-Suite Exchange here at Platform E with a special guest, Dr. Stephen Chua. Now, Stephen has spent the last 20 years building developments in hospitality and lifestyle all over Asia, including, as we talk about during the next 25 minutes, the Sentosa Resort, if you know Singapore, as well as boutique resorts in the Kingdom of Bhutan, China's Pearl River Delta, and the Singapore Sports Hub. So we talk about that. We talk about what kind of personalities and mindset is required to be successful in this space and the importance the all-important aspect of networking and building relationships. So that's all coming up in the next 25 minutes. Myself, Graham Brown, joined by Dr. Stephen Chua, co-host Eric Tenhaver, and Malik from Platform E. Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show. So we are live in the Asia Tech Podcast studio. My name is Graham Brown. This is part of the C-Suite Exchange Run by Mr. Malik. Thank you. Yeah, welcome again. Thank you for having us. Podcast number four. Number so, four. Yeah, um, C-Suite Exchange, you bring together some leading thought opinion leaders in Singapore to Platform E, share some ideas, tell about their stories and so on. What was the idea behind it? The idea is I think sometimes the journey of an entrepreneur or even a startup is quite lonely, uh, mm. especially in Platform E sometimes. I think what we want to achieve is to bring real-life examples, people who have uh, started with startups and, and, and uh, created uh, a brand or built a viable business mm. uh, in Singapore and in the region. I think this is now episode number two. We yep. had uh, Ashley from Commune uh, yep. in the previous episode. We specifically chose uh, uh, Dr. Stephen Shaw to, to do this episode uh, because uh, uh, he, he comes from an example of someone who's actually built a stellar career uh, in, in the corporate space and then decided that he was going to do a, 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 a startup. Yeah. And then after that, gone back to, to full-time employment as well. But we also realized that uh, what in, in his career, everything he did was very much linked to a startup mm. or a startup space. And I think a lot of lessons that he shared at lunch today, I, I think a lot of our startups would have appreciated that there were a lot of lessons that you can pick up from the corporate space as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, now that you've teed him up... <laughs> Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Graham. Great to have you in the studio. You're obviously your reputation precedes you. How, how long have you chaps known each other? Um, Fifteen years. Fifteen or so, years. Yeah. From from what was the background? What was the connection? Uh, we we were trying to do a deal together. He was then with uh, New, Zealand New Zealand Trade, and mm. I was uh, heading a hospitality school in mm. Singapore. Yeah. We tried to tie up with some New Zealand university as sort of a progression for our students. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So okay. that's, yeah. Good. It's a long time, 15 years. <laughs> but that's how it works in this business, isn't it? So yeah. let's talk about your background, Stephen. And then obviously I need to introduce my guest here, co-host as, as well, Eric, Eric Tenhaver, all the way from Indonesia. Hi, Graham. Welcome. Now we've done a lot Thank of you. stuff together. Um, Bonafide property investor as well. Mm-hmm. So I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this as well. So you've, you've come from the corporate space originally, telecoms, gone into the world of entrepreneurship. Yes. So um, there's always an interesting journey there. Mm -hmm. I'd be interested to get your thoughts and insights as well, Eric. Sure. We go on. Happy to learn here too. Mm. 
excited to hear the story. So, <laughs> well, let, let's start with that. How, how would you describe yourself now? Would you describe yourself as an, an entrepreneur, an investor, a, a hospitality man? What would you use to? What would you have on your card when you introduce yourself to people? Uh, leisure, leisure and recreation uh, uh, entrepreneur. Yeah, I would say. Uh, well, I still see myself as an entrepreneur because I have that that uh, destination lab business. I I sit on the board, so uh, yes, that that's the part that my wife manages from a day to day uh, basis. Uh, and um, well, I've been in this this space uh, mm. in 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 the last what twenty five years or or so, uh, and yeah, so so. More, more, more lifestyle. I would say, mm. really, a lifestyle, a leisure lifestyle, uh, uh, a dude, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Good. Yeah. There's no formality there. Yeah, it's good. Well, let's put some of that on the table. Let's talk about mm -hmm. some of the projects you've been involved in. Okay. Because some people, I mean, listeners will be familiar with some of these. Yeah. So, can I read these out? Go through the list, and, oh, oh, yes, and then yes, we can yes. talk about some some of these. So yes. we've got. Singapore's Sentosa Island Resort, which, yes. I mean, if you're in Singapore, you'll know that mm -hmm. straight off the bat. Mm -hmm. um, Ponte 16 Casino in... Macau. Macau. The Denser Boutique Resort in Bhutan. Yes. Amazing. I mean, Bhutan's... I, I spent some time in Bhutan. It's right. a phenomenal place. Um, well, you've in the, the Greater Bay, you've got Cha, China's Pearl River Delta, mm -hmm. the marine development zone. Yeah. And Singapore Sports Hub. Mm-hmm. So those are just some of yeah. those developments on your your CV. What did you actually do with these? Can you explain to the listeners what was your involvement in these projects? Okay, uh, just just to provide some background before I go into the specifics, uh, I I've been uh, very fortunate to be at the right place at the right time with the right people, dynamic teams that I've worked with, and uh, I've been in this tourism sector, if you will, instead of industries, uh, Hawaii sector instead of industries, because. Uh, I've been in uh, food and beverage, hotels, destination development, master planning, <coughs> hospitality, education. So, so you know, it's a sector more more fits the the description rather than individual industries. So, uh, I've I've uh, done master planning. I sent my my role in Sentosa was a uh, uh, strategic de development director, reporting uh, straight into the CEO's office. So we we planned for the the whole 2002 master plan. Mm. Uh, we, we we the team took leadership in in deciding what will work in as far as the brand infrastructure and projects that uh, uh, to, to to put onto the island. Um, so yeah, we we one of the major infrastructure that we put in was actually the Central Express, uh, mm. leading in uh, after talking, uh, doing focus groups with uh, the cross section of the Singapore population to understand what are some of the things that uh, will help uh, the island development and one of it obviously transportation onto the island and so on and so forth. So that's uh, Sentosa with uh, Sports Hub. Uh, we uh, well, I was I was leading the bid to get the hospitality contract. That it's worth one point three billion for uh, Sets. Mm. Sets was uh, the the company I was representing then, and Sets, as you know, uh, does the airline catering for Singapore Airlines and thirty five other regional uh, uh, airlines that comes through to Singapore, as well as the ground handling. <clears throat> so that was a very exciting um, involvement as well. Uh, the largest uh, sporting facility in the world. 
Sentosa, just to backtrack a little, uh, was a $6 billion project mm. uh, and today remains the large, uh, largest investment into a, a resort island, a single resort island today. Uh, then with Bhutan, from, from the very big projects, uh, we, we look at the, the more boutique ones. I was with uh, Hong Kong Lisco who wanted to get into the hospitality space. They were in real estate and um, yeah, so, so they wanted something quick. They wanted something uh, more economical as far as uh, investment is concerned and they wanted it to be iconic. So that was a tall order mm. with the very little... Um, Financial might I've given or I'm used to in the past. It wasn't six billion. It wasn't six no. billion. Yeah, just maybe a little less. <laughs> they wanted fast and and so so we uh, we the, the the team led in the pursuit for some some something that will instantaneously becomes a talking point. We. We went, we went to look at Lonely Planet to see what are some of the options. And you know, in 2013, um, Bhutan was voted as the destination right, yeah. of the world. Uh, we went in there guns blazing with the white knight uh, strategy to say, tell us, how can we help you? <laughs> and how well did that go down? Oh, yeah, it went very well. Uh, we had uh, people who had expertise but ran out of money. We had people who... Uh, wanted to get in, but had the money, but didn't have the expertise, and so we 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 spoke to people. Uh, mm. We uh, they were very nice people, and so we managed to secure a, a, pro, a project in Punaka, which is third valley of uh, Bhutan. We got it up and running within nine months. Mm. Um, yeah, so so uh, today it's it's still receiving a, a, a very strong. A European, North American uh, market segment mm. that that loves that simplicity, that minimalist uh, approach to simple pleasures. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that's a uh, uh, Bhutan. So so if if uh, if I can just uh, very quickly sum up is that uh, although yes, I, I have been in uh, involved in the big corporations, the the list goes, but a lot of it is. If you if you look closer, it's about starting a new business for yeah. them, yeah. or extending their presence in a, 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 a different domain, or a turnaround project. Which most of it has very little resources to 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 go by. You don't have a a, a strong PNL to mm. to you know demand that you know I I I have a bigger budget next year, and also um yeah when you start a new brand or a, a new product, it's obviously you're up against the big boys, so it's very difficult, challenging. You have to, you know, the team has to just, uh, uh, you know, have a lot of grit to 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 get over the challenges, the hurdles, uh, and uh, assemble a team of uh, people who have um, expertise in uh, different domains. Um, uh, it's no different from a startup. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what was that like? If you sort of share with us your thoughts when you go back. So, you were at two thousand and two Sentosa, two thousand thirteen Bhutan, and Sentosa, obviously, six billion. It was a huge project, and yeah. as you say, the biggest in the world of its kind. Mm. When somebody comes to you with a project like Bhutan, mm -hmm. I don't know what your connection was with Bhutan. Did you know much about it? Before? No, had you no. been before? Okay, no. so it's the Mountain Kingdom, right? So nobody yeah. goes there unless they specifically want to go there, right? right? So when they come with a project like that, how do you greet that? Is it great? This is a challenge or then you look at the size of the budget and you know it's going to be logistically more of a challenge when somebody puts that on your desk what are your thoughts when they come with a project like that no immediately i saw it as a challenge uh 
uh, with the big budgets that I'm used to, suddenly, uh, you know, within a very short time frame, can you do something that's iconic that we will be proud of to bring our business network and our friends and relatives there uh, with with a very uh, a measly uh, a budget. So immediately, uh, I thought to myself that okay, if you th- if you think that you're that good mm. uh, with all the corporate support and the uh, big money behind you, uh, let's test it. You know, let's mm. test it. Um, so so again, I think the board then uh, with with this Hong Kong is very supportive. Uh, but we really needed to dig deep to understand. I mean, they, they didn't request for Bhutan. It was just do something that, you know, immediately puts us, uh, the, the list on the matter where we signal our intentions of getting into the hospitality space and then we can build on that. Yeah, so so it, it wasn't like, okay, uh, we can get a, 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 a Jones Lang LaSalle to say, okay, you know what's out there, we'll pay you a fee and, yeah, and get right. you, you re- really have to dig deep in with your connections and say, please help us. What do you have out there? You know, uh, let me buy you a uh, thirty dollar <laughs> lunch, you know, as a form of thank you. But you know, when the resort opens, we will we will um, 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 invite you over. And also, um, when when we 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 zeroed in on Bhutan, it was not um, yeah, it was like whoa, you know, the last Shangri La. Yeah. Uh, but when we we were on on the ground, it wasn't the easiest because a lot of the the woodwork. Uh, the materials have to be um, um, shipped from India, and you know it's just an arduous journey going through mm. the different valleys. All the craftsmen were not in Bhutan anymore; they were in India <laughs> making mm. uh, money. So, so um, water supply, you know, and 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 getting the whole local crew up uh, to uh, international hospitality standards because they, they they're very nice people, but they they have no impression of what 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 is uh, good service, mm. you know, and and and, and so that. So yes, definitely a challenge. That well, I, you're that, still smiling about it. Yeah, so. Yeah. so I want to ask you about this, Stephen, is that, you know, and also I want to ask Eric about this, both as developers on different types of projects, is that mindset-wise, what is required to be successful in this space when you're putting together these large projects and lots of different moving parts? Because things always go wrong, don't they, when yeah. you're managing a project and you're managing people and builders and developers and you're also raising money and talking to investors and trying to put yourself out there so there's a lot going on it looks quite glamorous it looks like you just fly in you know you look at the plans yeah we'll put that over there that over there and you're out again but there's a lot more to it than that mindset and character wise what's required to make that a success what do you think Stephen? yeah uh, yeah i definitely can uh, resonate with that uh, one, one of my my friends from um from Massachusetts flew in uh, and he said, well, you know, Stephen now is with Sentosa and, you know, he writes a paper and suddenly something pops up right. know, on the <laughs> island. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, uh, importantly, um, on hindsight, is really to um, build a, a strong team. Uh, don't be afraid to surround yourself with people that are better than you, who knows a, a particular aspect better than you mm. and, and and really un- understand and... and uh, uh, do your do your homework uh, in in terms of uh, the the whole market sentiments and how how ready and 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 how and that's why you know we we spent just eighteen months talking to people before the first dollar was spent mm. you know and usually for for uh, uh, a commercial um, space uh, you spend eighteen months talking to people and the opportunity will be gone. 
mm. you know, or some some somebody will come in and fill that space. So, but we we were uh, uh, well, the the whole whole team was uh, mature, and and it w- we had the support of 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 the board to 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 really understand what what is the longer term or the bigger picture, to do it right. Uh, and 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 do it within the the, the budget uh, given. So I I guess uh, it's never easy. And uh, I think that the best thing that you hope can hope for is to uh, not to screw up too badly, right. <laughs> <laughs> rather than stick to the plan. Right. But you you think is you're going to screw up, but you've got good people around you who can fix and put out fires. Right. That's yeah. the, the point, isn't yeah. it? it? It's interesting because I, I want to flip this over to Eric as well. You've mentioned. Um, the importance you've, or indirectly you've mentioned the importance of your network in mm. this because your kind of role, it sounds to somebody, an observer, they might think it's just like you're making a lot of decisions and people are just kind of, yes, Stephen, no, Stephen, mm. they're, they're doing, they're just running around and doing mm. what you're telling them to do. But you've mentioned building a team, you've mentioned spending 18 months going and talking to people and then the $30 lunch, how important that is. So, I mean, <laughs> Eric, we have a lot of that, these conversations in the investment world when you're doing developments and projects, how important that is. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? And especially for yourself, I mean, mm. how, you've almost got to force yourself to get out there and build that network, haven't you? Yeah, I've got, I've got two remarks about this. I think one, you know, even for me in a small scale, I do small developments in Jakarta, residential houses. Uh, even there, it's important to know the right people, have the right connections. Uh, but what I find is if I'm developing something, my biggest enemy is time. Mm. Uh, meaning uh, the biggest thing I need to fight is always, you know, am I going to get it done on time? So what I wanted to ask you, Stephen, is for me, you know, it's it, if I built one house, I'm already struggling with this, right? You know, do I get the building permit on time? Do I get the development, you know, built on time, etc. Mm. So for you, uh, that issue must be even, you know, more, no, much more complex than it is for me, right? <laughs> yeah. So how do you do that in a multi-facet, multi-moving parts kind of project? And, and how do you deliver something at the time that you want to deliver it in these kind of big developments? Well, we can use Sentosa as an example once more for this. Uh, get getting getting the the firstly the the the, the best people on board as well as uh, the stakeholders. So when we went out to uh, get uh, insights from the, the cross section of the whole market, including the, uh, the the top tourist markets coming to Singapore, we got. Uh, Singapore Tourism Board involved. We got uh, U- uh, Urban Redevelopment Authority involved, so that they understand some of the pains and some of the necessities that need to happen in order to to build a successful project. Uh, so once they're on board and they're listening, and they, you know this is what the market is telling you, and and um, it helps uh, to a large extent. And 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 when when you submit um, s- certain projects for approvals and all that. Uh, a lot of uh, things probably have not been done before, mm. but because they were involved in the process, it's, oh, I see. And, you know, it's, it's flying to uh, uh, different parts of the world to understand how uh, a particular park is uh, operated uh, and talking to the, 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 the board, speaking with uh, the, the, the management team and how they had address, um, you know, uh, the, the the renewal product renewal um, which is as important as uh, the the initial development uh, so so that helps a lot in fact it helped uh, tremendously uh, initially the six billion dollar plan was meant to be over ten years we managed to execute most of the projects uh, in eight 
in it. But of course, uh, once we hand we handed over the sites to the developers, is beyond us, right? Mm. They, but we we have certain KPIs that you, you need to complete complete your project within three years or so and so and so forth. So I guess yeah, I think getting the stakeholders' um, interests and under uh, making them understand the bigger picture as uh, Singapore as a destination and and Singapore as a, a, a uh, sorry the the. the the sector itself contributing to a significant part of the GDP and and how it's been, you know, uh, uh, not doing so well or plateauing. Uh, we need we needed a big push and and uh, we need to look at things differently and do things dif- differently. Yeah, mm. you're doing a lot of constant communicating, aren't you? Yes, like with your stakeholders. Yes, it's yes. a big part of the job, isn't it? I mean, yeah. whether you're doing it on residential developments mm. and you're talking to an investor, for mm. example. And it seems important that, okay, things are going to go wrong. That's just the nature of the business, right? <laughs> but the fact that you've got their buy-in and the bigger picture you're selling to them as well. People, you know, if you, if you have their buy-in, they accept that. Okay, things are going to go wrong. And, you know, there are some sort of movable aspects to the target as well. But, you know, if you have good communication there, mm. then they're, they're happy to allow that kind of flexibility. Isn't it? They can see that we're trying to get to this end point. And it's not going to be a straight road. So what would your advice be for those people involved in these kind of projects and communicating? How do you do that effectively? How did you go out with all these different stakeholders? Because they must be asking, Stephen, where are we there? Stephen, what's going on? And they wait for you to turn up and do the presentation. What's the skill required for that? I guess uh, being personable, I think uh, being being down to earth to, to say that uh, we are we're in this together you know we 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 need to uh look at the 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 bigger picture um and also i think you 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 need to spend some quality time um uh you know out out, out for a drink and and mm. you know getting to know them as as a on a more personal basis it helps uh, and 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 you know from time to time slip it slip in that 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 uh something that you want to talk about and you know and and really uh make them understand what 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 is uh what what is that you need from them and why is it ne- necessary so this is uh something hard to explain but as as you you move along and you 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 so called observe your bosses and how they do it mm. you sort of pick it up and and uh you you you, you try your own way i guess i i, I this is uh, the way I think I... I, I, I but it works it. for you. That's the point, isn't it? And that's your style of doing it. You don't come across in the, the, the stereotype <laughs> as like a, a ruthless property developer, <laughs> which, you know, people, people in commercial real estate, for example, have a reputation for in some cases, right? But you, you know, you're focused a lot on relationships, mm, communication, mm, yeah. and being very personable. Even yeah. though you're dealing with a project with multiple stakeholders and a six billion mm. budget as well, mm-hmm. so you know that seems, I guess, for some listeners, they they may be surprised that that's actually the success formula yeah. Yeah. in that space. They might be thinking, oh, actually, well, maybe you're too personable. Maybe you've just got to be really ruthless, yeah. and you're going to cut people off, and yeah. you're going to say it's black or white, basically. But you know, your approach is very different, and that works. Yeah, I I would I would yeah, say that that is one key. I think knowing uh your domain is important, but at the end of the day, I think uh, relationships are important, especially for I um 
Maybe Malik, you would like to uh, uh, jump in here. I think in Asia, I think uh, relationships are, mm. are, are very important. Genuine relationships, you know, that, uh, you know, today, until today, uh, the Bhutanese owner still calls me uh, and wish wish me, you know, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy right. New Year, you know, <laughs> and and it, it, it's over a very short period of time that we made the decision, we signed the deal, we, you know, we, we shook on it and and you know within nine months it it, it, it went so so I, I think you mu- you must really be interested in the project in the person and and you believe that uh, this is a, a a good partner for the long mm. term and then we we um you know you I've, I've gone through some some uh deals where you know there are hundreds of pages in in agreement and so if you if you are so afraid that he, uh, you know um, things will go wrong with this mm. owner, why, so why are you working with him? In why the are you doing thing? it? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, Malik. Yeah, hand over to the lawyer of all oh, people. <laughs> I think uh, it's a skill set that has served Singapore well. The, the whole relationship thing. Mm. Uh, a lot of people don't remember, but Singapore Inc. as a country was already in China in the eighties, mm. early eighties, when it was unfashionable. And I think the term Kwangsi uh, was was really invented between Singapore politicians, business people, and, and the mm. Chinese back in the in the days where where a lot of foreign investment was still going towards Southeast Asia or towards uh, other parts of the world. Uh, I think it has become a bit of an issue with uh, with some Singapore startups today uh, because we have become a financial hub. We've become perhaps a little bit like a London or New York of Southeast Asia, where everything works. Uh, Sometimes I get phone calls in the afternoon because someone sent me an email in the morning and expect an answer within a couple of hours. Uh, unfortunately, the rest of Southeast Asia does not work yeah. like that. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you a little story, a side story. Uh, recently, I referred some uh, contacts from Jakarta to, to, to a Singaporean company. And three days later, I just dropped a follow-up and said, have you contacted them? Oh, I didn't get a reply. You know, there's no reply. I sent them an email. It's been three days. And I go, have you tried calling them? And they said, you mean I have to pick up the phone and, and ring these guys? We talked about this at lunchtime, didn't we? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Indonesians either WhatsApp you or they, they yeah. call you. They're not going to read their email. I call people in Indonesia to tell them to read their emails. Yeah. It's the way it is. And that's why there are 15... Sukarno Hatta chops at my passport for the year 2017. FaceTime is required. Absolutely. Uh, people do business with other people. And I think it's it's an important part of any business. And if you are going to be successful in Southeast Asia, uh, I think it's important to build those relationships and, and, and be personable. And I agree with, uh, with Steve here. I, I think, you know, if you're going to do business with someone, you know, what's that 100 piece of legal document? Yeah. Uh, it will go wrong. It will go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, fascinating. I'm conscious of the time, talking about relationships <laughs> and FaceTime, that um, we are good to round up. What's the best place for people to find out more about you, Stephen? Is it, do you have a, if we can go and check you out on LinkedIn or your website, do you prefer? Because people may, I mean, we just give them a taster. They might want to find out more about your story. Well, yeah, I, I'm on LinkedIn. And so you can, you can, uh, read some backstory there or you can visit the destinationlab.com mm-hmm. yeah. we'll put all the details in the show notes Stephen thank you so much for joining us today and sharing just a snippet of your journey but I think the, the big takeaway there is about the personality and the personableness of it all <laughs> and also 
the relationship building, e even on these huge projects, how important relationships are mm. for getting the job done and, and making mm. it just so go smoothly. Mm. So thank you for coming today and thank you for joining on C-Suite Exchange. And thank you, Malik, for setting this up. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.